Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Las Vegas tattoo artist, DJ Tambi. DJ currently has 3,000 plus people on his waiting list and charges between 3,000 and $7,000 per day for his tattoo services. Do I have your attention now? (laughs) Today, we chat about the benefits of putting yourself in the public eye in order to grow your art business and the hesitations that come with it. We all want to lock ourselves in our studio and create all day, but it's what we showcase outside of those walls that makes customers come knocking. And we talked to DJ about what it's like to be on television and all the all the pressures and all the things. But talking with DJ made me realize how many similarities there are in building a business with a paintbrush versus a tattoo gun. It's the same. It's the same in that you start by practicing to enhance a skill and then you get to networking to build a portfolio. Then it's all about word of mouth and then promotion to go up from there. And so this interview is a fun look into the backstory of a very successful yet very humble artist who has recently hit it big. He has won Ink Master three times. If you ever watch that TV show, this is the artist who, <laughs> who dominated it. But anyway, let me know what you think about this week's interview with DJ Tambi. Hey guys, I'm here with DJ Tambi and I'm so excited because you are our first ever tattoo artist that we're having on the podcast. So if you guys have any questions awesome. for him, let me know in the chat. But DJ, so we know each other because we are... I don't say related, but <laughs> like through, <laughs> sort through of. the family line, yeah. my husband's uh, sister married your cousin, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife's, my wife's cousin. Wife's cousin. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in there, somewhere in the tree, you know? Yeah. So that's how I got lucky enough to finagle him to get on our podcast. So thank you for <laughs> taking the time. But yeah, if you could just Any- give us a little bit of background as to who you are and how you became super famous now. <laughs> I've been tattooing for 26 years, started out super young, did my first tattoo when I was like 14 on myself, you know, and then I started tattooing a lot of my friends after school and stuff like that. That kind of caught on. At 17 years old, there was a a tattoo shop opening by my house and everyone's like, you should should try to get a job. So I went in there with just a, a portfolio full of drawings and told them I knew how to tattoo, which I had only done at home prison machine style tattoos and hand poke stuff. But uh, so they made me tattoo a friend with like a real setup. And then they put me on skin the next day for like paying customers. So I was tattooing before I was of age to get a tattoo really. But yeah, and then just hard work, you know, ever since then, and just trying to uh, stay consistent and just do solid, clean work. That's kind of just what I'm known for. I'm known for doing you know, every style tattoo, I enjoy doing various styles and and so much different stuff to keep away from boredom. But I uh, got picked up years ago by a show called Best Ink. That was my first, my first reality show. It was a competition series. And uh, it was for $100,000. And I finished runner up. I didn't I didn't win that one. And I had always tried to get on Ink Master since season two. And this was after Best Ink. So they, they kind of 
pushed me to the side because they were like, you were just on this reality show and, and uh, you were already kind of in the spotlight. So they kind of avoided me. One of my buddies that was already on the show called me later on and uh, he's like, yo, there's this, they're uh, doing the Shop Wars season. Will you go on, will you be my partner on the show? And I was like, hell yeah. So, so that's kind of how it all started. Me and my buddy went on that season nine of Ink Master. We won that. They invited me back as a coach for season 10. I coached one of my artists on my team to the finale and he won and I also won. And then this last season, they were like, you're on the list, you know, to be a judge. And I was like, sweet. You know, this kind of, that was my kind of my goal. That, I mean, that's, that's always the goal, right? Just to not, you know, be done to be done with the competition and just uh, reach that next level. So I was like, sweet. You know, my wife was stoked. That was like what I had been working towards. And then a couple months later, they called me. They're like, you didn't get the judging position, but will you compete again? And I'm like, I was like, hell no. You know, because it's, I mean, it's a lot of stress. Besides what everyone sees, it's so much stress. It's like putting myself through that. I mean, more than once is crazy. But so I told him no. And then a couple of days later, I was like, you know, I don't want to regret not going. So I uh, called him back and said I would do it. Ended up winning last season. And then uh, that's where I'm at right now. Just work six days a week tattooing, work my butt off and uh, just like I said, trying to stay consistent, stay relevant and do my thing and, and do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, as I was preparing for this, I was telling you, I was YouTubing some of your, it's a, the best of DJ Tammy on Ink Master. And so but then the first, the very first clip was there were contestants trying to say that you were using the wrong tool and like, oh no, he's cheating. Blah, blah. And so I wanted to ask, <laughs> is the drama that they make up on these reality TV shows, is that really happening or how, how are the other contestants with you guys? Yeah, it's, I mean, it really happens. None of the show is really scripted. I mean, there is some like stuff that's normally that's like they would film a movie or something like that, you know, say like time calls or or something that they, they film all at once and then edit it. You know how that stuff works. So it's like that stuff's obviously scripted. That's how they make television shows. That's how any cooking show or any anything is, is filmed. But other than that, I mean, the drama, we're competing for $100,000. So the artists are... If they can find their their way into something that's negative or something another artist did wrong, they're gonna they're gonna fight for it. And the drama is real. I mean, sometimes we pump it up a little bit. You got to be a little bit of an actor. Some people are just like that, but some people can. I myself try to like turn it on yeah. when they need it and turn it off. You know, I'm I'm pretty good at that. That's why I, I work really well with them and. You know, if they need something from me, I just do it and, and get it done. Some people just aren't too good at that part of, of the competition. So they don't want to argue or fight for their stuff. They just want to, you know, they don't want any part in the drama. But some people just watch it for the drama, yeah. right? Like they don't even like, they don't even like tattoos. They just like want to see the, everything else that goes into it. But it's real. I've had some, a bunch of arguments on there for sure. I mean, more in my, in my younger, uh, seasons but that's that's kind of why i don't like watching it it's not really me i'm like the most mellow chill like i try to stay humble i hate all my artwork i'm sure you do that too it's like <laughs> we're our own worst critics and it's like you know I, I beat myself up every day on on my own artwork so i try not to get a big head and and be that dude because i hate 
I hate that. Don't we all? Yeah. It, I was funny because yeah. when I met you, you are a really chill dude. You're just very laid back, like, hey. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder how he was on the show. So I had to go on and watch it. And I can totally write. But so how did this change how you are booked out? Because I imagine you go on a show like this, people know your name. And now you have a lot more customers coming to you. Is that kind of what happened? Yeah. Ever since I always stayed pretty busy just from working hard throughout my career. And, and like I said, doing just clean, consistent tattoos. And that's what I was known for. So I was always busy and booked out, but not like this. I mean, shows like that, that's why I do these shows in my industry. Some of the old, you know, the old heads are like, they're, they're so against it and, and this and that it's tattoo TV shows and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if you could get on a, a mural show to like show the world, like millions of people at once, your stuff and to get to know you. I mean, you obviously would, right? Yeah, I would hate, I would yeah. hate all of that attention, but for the business in order yes. to make money and do what I love, I would absolutely do it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of why I do it. But yeah, I mean, it, it allowed millions of people to just see my work all at once. And then emails just started flooding in. Once we won the first season, it's like, it puts that title on your name and it, and there's no way I'll ever think I'm the best or, or anything like that. I'm not that person. But you won. I know. Yes. But uh, it's just me as an artist. But the general public that is watching, they're like, this dude is like, the you know what I mean? He's the best in the world. He's the shit. So they start emailing and, and, and messaging me and trying to get in. And, and that's, that's how it, it started. And then, you know, winning seasons after that just keeps getting more hectic. And I can't. I can't handle it anymore. I try to, you know, I have like 3000 people on a waiting list and I'm booked, you know, till next year. And it's just like, it's overwhelming for me. You know, I'm trying to work less. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work less. So I'm working more now to work less later. Oh yeah. You have 3000 you know? people on your waiting list. That's crazy. Okay. So on the yeah. side, we love to talk about pricing and all the things. How do you price for a tattoo? Oof. Do you want to talk about pricing? Yeah, I, I love to talk about pricing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've changed my pricing a lot throughout the years. I come from tattooing where I used to tattoo $25 tattoos, and I used to tattoo like 10 people a day. That's how I came up. We had racks of flash. People look through the flash, and it's I'm banging them out, You know, whether it be names or mom hearts or praying hands. That's kind of where I, I came from. When, when I started tattooing was so much different. It was it was frowned upon. It was bikers, gangsters. That's what it was. It wasn't like doctors and soccer moms and you know what I mean? It wasn't any of that. I used to get looked at daily for my tattoos. And it, it was, like I said, it was frowned upon. So watching the tattoo industry change and grow as it has, there's people just creating full-on oil paintings on the skin. It, it's just where it's at is, is crazy. I changed my pricing throughout the years. And over the years, I've worked with other artists and they're like, wow, you're too, you know, you work too fast. You're too cheap. You need to raise your prices. And they're charging like double what I'm charging or they, it's mainly my peers that push me to charge more. Well, and my wife, but I have, uh, right now I have like a three tiered system. So I only do one tattoo a day. This is just what I've done for years. 5% of my clientele are local. So for every day, someone's from somewhere else, they fly in, they book me out for the day, sometimes multiple days in a row, but I only have one, I have a day, day rate. What is your day rate? If it's just a normal day rate, 
It's $3,400. Good for you. That's amazing. I love it. And then I have a cancellation rate. So I have all these people on a waiting list. And if they can, if it's an option for them to come in on a cancellation and they want to be like the first one called, it's $5,000. And then if I come in on my day off, so I get two days off a week, not anymore because people are booking my day off. But uh, it's $7,000 for me to work on a Monday. I love it. That's so awesome. To me, that's crazy. Well, it's a reflection of your the quality of work and then the name you've built. You put yourself in that really yeah. hard position of stress. Like I think any artist, like we're not, artists are typically not one to get in front of the camera, but also it's the quality of your work. If it, you guys, if you want to go to his Instagram, you can see it's, it looks like paintings. <laughs> on, you know, it's not just hard <laughs> lines. It's, you have a, the shading and everything. It looks realistic. That's so, that's so awesome. Yeah. I only get a couple of days off with my family and to do other things and important running around and stuff like that. And if somebody at, you know, people have the money and they just don't want to wait. They're like, you know, they hear it's like eight months out, nine months out. They just don't want to wait. So they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, get me in on Monday. So I do stuff like that. Once in a while, I'll do house calls for certain like VIP clients that are just don't want to leave their house and don't want to be in the spotlight and stuff like that. But that's where I'm at. I'm blessed. I do what I love every day. And I mean, you know how it is. You as well. You're your own boss. It's pretty amazing. And like I said, I'm doing it now. So I don't have to do it later. I'm one of those like few tattooers that have a retirement and have like 401 and got my shit together over the last 12 years. So it's good. And tattoos, artists are selling paintings for tens of thousands of dollars. Tattooing is... I mean, it's something else to me. Like you're altering a person's body for the rest of their life. I think it's surgery. It's like the coolest surgery there is, right? You know, you can go get a boob job for $10,000. I call it artistic surgery because that's, I mean, ultimately that's what it is. You're, you're altering someone for the rest of their life and you're changing their appearance for the rest of their life. And it's a piece of art that lives forever. And it's, in some cases, it doesn't get enough credit is what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah, it's becoming a piece of art. I was just talking with an artist last weekend and she had a beautiful arm sleeve with all of these just really well done things. And so, yes, it is. It's like, this is not, it's not even just like an outfit that you put on. It's a permanent (laughs) outfit. Um, (laughs) I mean, you're dying, you're dying with that, with that piece of art. So it's pretty uh, important. What kind of clients come to you that are like, are they soccer moms? Are they doctors? Are they who, 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 who you, are you hanging out with? You name it. <laughs> you name it. I have everything from, like I said, like celebrity clients to clients that work at Target and they saved up for like a year to get tattooed. Oh, wow. So wide range of, of people having high prices. I mean, you lose a lot of, you know, I, I have a lot of business owners and, and, high up people. And like I said, some are doctors and and lawyers and, and all that. But there is people that that save up and, and uh, I get all walks of life. It's, It's awesome. It's super cool to meet someone different every day. I mean, tons of return clients, but, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Can you name drop a celebrity? (laughs) I don't know. I tattoo a lot of the Golden Knights players, hockey players, uh, a couple country singers, football players. No big deal. UFC, UFC, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I am talking to to a couple people right now that are 
pretty big, but nothing, nothing yet. I just finished uh, something else for for television too. So in about a month or so, I'll have some really big news. Cool, awesome. Always doing fun things. So does your wife do some of your business back end? Does she help you with that? Because whenever I emailed you guys, I well, I first went through Instagram. You're like, email me, and then I got an automatic email reply with all this stuff, and I was like, oh wow, this guy he gets hit up a lot because you had just a lot of clarity in there of like, okay, this is the day rate, this is how you book, and blah 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 the questions that you probably get asked all the time but so does somebody help you with that back end so that you can just create yeah so my wife's stay-at-home mom she homeschools my daughter she does all the you know day-to-day stuff i was gonna hire somebody years ago and she's like i'll do it she loves doing that kind of stuff and she's really good at it so i just let her take the reins but she's been doing my books for over 10 years the auto response we just created because i mean get tons of emails on stuff i might not do and then it's back and forth with them. So it kind of, that auto response kind of weeds out at least some of the people and lets them know a little bit more what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested in and, and, and stuff like that. So, but yeah, she does all my, from money side to emails to you name it. Like I just go to work, I tattoo, come home, give her money and, <laughs> and she does everything that keeps us afloat. I would, I'd probably be booked for a week if I didn't have her. I would just be like, oh, I'll just work week to week, answer a couple emails. And uh, that's how I would do it. I'm, I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at te- with technology. And even this, she got me on here. I was like, how do I do this thing? So I got to get better at it. Got to get better with videos and cool editing and stuff like that. And I know you do a bunch of that stuff. So yeah. But, uh, you <laughs> know, you're even, doing fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be better. Could be better. Okay. So if we have a beginner tattoo artist listening and they're like, I want to start getting customers. I want to get to your level one day. Like what, what's some advice that you would have? Cause this is, this is primarily a business podcast of how to get customers and how to make it and make money with your craft. So what's your biggest piece of advice for artists who are just starting out and they want to get started in the, in the ink world? It was a lot, a lot different when I started. It was putting your flyers or business cards or hanging out at the local bar and handing out cards and stuff like that. So, I mean, just with social media now, you can do a lot. I mean, that's it's free advertising at its best. I mean, it's crazy. I would just just say, just network, talk to people, put yourself out there as much as possible. This stuff doesn't just like come to you. You can't sit stagnant and things are just going to happen for you. I mean, that's with any career, you know, this stuff isn't just, you know, I got a buddy that always says it. It's like, it's not luck. It's like, it takes hard work. People always say that, oh, you're lucky. You're like, it's not luck. It's like, I had a rough life. I've been through so much. Like this is, it's hard work. You just push yourself every day. And I mean, anything you want, you can grab it if you just work towards it. So I would just say, put yourself out there talk to people. If you're just starting out, make business cards, hand out your business card, put put your business cards at local businesses that'll let you put business cards there. I mean, it sounds dumb, but little bulletin board with your business card up there and you might get a couple calls. It's just any way you can network and push your business, just do it. Also, if you're just starting out tattooing, sometimes it's hard to get into conventions. There is conventions that you can get, you can get into you know, without invites or stuff like that. But I would say do maybe some conventions, talk to other artists. It's all networking. That's what it is, you know, pushing yourself and just not sitting around hoping things 
will fall in your lap because that's not how it works. I love it. Yeah. And so funny. I'm sure you know, I'm sure you know that too, was, right? How do you like, yeah. how do you get mural jobs? <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're all, we're just using a different tool, I feel like, but we're, we're creating art for, for customers who, you know, they're going to have it for a long time, a mural, not forever, forever, but it's for a long time. Yeah. And it's, it's the same, it's the same kind of advice. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, different, like, ways you can present it or whatnot in yeah. different wording. But it's when talking to you, I'm like, oh, this is so similar. And there needs to be a muralist show out there. <laughs> yeah. There does. There you know, and I think we've pitched it a couple times, but they just won't pick it up. But um I mean much like you, it's like I mean, especially with tattoos, they're walking the earth. So it's like your tattoo is on a moving billboard that people see daily. So no matter what, like you, you do a super huge, clean mural and everyone's like, damn, that shit's dope, you know? And then it's like, you need a mural, you call this, you know what I mean? So creating clean tattoos and just being, getting knowledge first, like doing, I guess just make sure your work is clean and and other people see it and catch on. It's word of mouth. Like basically is what I'm saying. It's, you create clean tattoos, solid tattoos, someone's going to, be like, oh, I got it from from this person, and they're gonna they're gonna slowly come to you. You know, it just you just have to have clean, solid work, and then eventually it'll catch on. So with new artists, I just say try to do every style. There's a lot of new artists that just want to do their stuff, and you know that's why I started out doing everything. And it, and it's and each style goes hand in hand with with every style. So it, you learn a little about each style doing, say, realism. Like, you know, you learn like light and shadows and, and stuff like that. So that helps you out with different styles. So don't pigeonhole yourself into one style. Try to learn everything in the beginning. Later on, you want your own style. You're going to get that. But just uh, try to accommodate to more people to stay busy. That's that's what I do. Yeah. Work on commissions. That's actually one of my top pieces of advice too. like a bunch of artists and general painters. We want to paint whatever we want to paint on the canvas. And then it's just harder to sell that. But if you get the yeah. input of the customer of what they want, do a commission, it's a lot easier to, <laughs> to make money with. And it's the same with tattoos because people, people want to customize their own. How, how often do you ever get people saying, Hey, just do whatever you want? I get it. Kind of like, yeah, once in a while. I'm, I struggle with that. I like some direction. Same. I always like some direction because, you know what I mean? Doing every style and I don't even know what I'm feeling half the time. Sometimes I want to do realism. Sometimes I want to do this cartoony thing. Or, and I don't want to present something to them and they're like, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, not fitting for them. or mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just weird. I, so I, I definitely like, I always ask for some kind of direction. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That's all I have today, but you can go along with your busy day that you have. I appreciate you taking the time to do this and I'll see you at the next like semi-family function that we have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hope to see you soon. Keep killing it. Your artwork's awesome. And uh, I, I love watching. I love compliment. watching your stuff. I will take that compliment and, and run from you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you're an awesome mom, <laughs> and all that is going well. Yeah, it's going well. And, and integrating everything into work and mom, momhood, and all the things is a fun adventure. Which, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. I'll talk to you later. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. I've been putting out at least one episode per week for more than four years on this podcast. And it's really cool to see those download numbers go up and up as time goes on. And that's because artists like you listen and share these episodes. So really, when I say thank you, I mean it. (laughs) It's really cool to see progress along the way. And anyway, if you like this type of art and business content, then I highly encourage you to get the audio version of my book, Mural Money, with over 15 hours of listening inspiration. I'm currently running a special of just $17 for the audio version. You can go to muralmoney.com to find it. And that comes with a bunch of extras like my art supply list, my pricing guide, recommended book and podcast list, and so much more. I filled that book with tips from my art journey of building a profitable mural career. Plus, I've included the best of the best advice from guests I've interviewed on this podcast. It's the most affordable all-in-one book of advice on art and business that I have. And if you enjoy listening to me here, then I know you'll like the book too because I read it myself all 15 hours of it. (laughs) The book is available on Amazon and Audible normally for $25, but if you go to muralmoney.com, that is where you can grab the special $17 deal while it lasts. If you haven't listened to my book yet, this is your sign to do it. Again, normally $25, running a special for $17, but you have to go to muralmoney.com. That's where you can grab the audio version of it. And that's all I have for you today. So I will see you next week for another episode of the Artist Academy podcast.